0: Hello, my name is Tyler Dunn and you're watching Goals and Updates, where we take negative thinking and transform it to positive thinking. I started Goals and Updates after helping my friend who was going through suicidal thoughts and was put on drugs by a doctor who stated it wasn't her fault that she was born this way. I realized that this time my friend needed the truth because the truth will set you free. After helping my friend change her negative thinking to positive thinking, I quickly realized that I could help people by changing the way we think automatically to a more positive mindset. Thank you for checking out Goals and Updates and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Goals and Updates. We're on episode 112. All right, we're on 112 episodes. You're probably wondering to yourself, where the heck did Tyler go? Well, I'm going to explain some of that my updates I'm gonna what I normally do on this show with goals and updates if you're new is I go and I go through updates of my life to show you that the stuff that I'm basically talking about in my topics I pick two topics that I talk about within the show goals and updates and how I go through the updates of my that'll show you basically that I'm trying to implement the same things I'm basically talking about in these topics then I go into two topics and the two topics today are teammates can hurt you too the second topic is where or where who you are on your sleeve. And then I normally would do done deal investments, but I'm going to try to make this episode pretty short, um, up to an hour. I normally do an hour and a half on these uh, segments, but what I'm going to try to do is an hour, cut it short, because I got a lot of things I got to get done. So um, to start off with the updates, I know some people are probably like, I was doing episodes a week, Monday and Wednesday, around about 7 or 7.30, I was getting them out people are are probably thinking man i I saw this kid live stream a lot and he just blanked out and he just didn't do any videos for like three three weeks to like four weeks or almost a month but what ended up happening was i ended up getting an opportunity to get a better job so it was something where i'm going to go over with you in in a minute but i had to basically put everything on hold and i had to start pushing all my efforts into this one opportunity in order to get into a better position and make more money and so I had to I had to basically cut back on what I was doing with the the segments and just push all my time into that course. So, what I ended up getting the better opportunity I ended up getting was a uh, offer to do health life and health insurance in Florida with my friend, and that was something that just kind of randomly happened. And I didn't I didn't really have time to to kind of like get figure some I guess some type of alternative to do. Uh, goals and updates. So I kind of just told myself, you know, goals and updates is kind of a secondary thing I'm doing. I need to better myself opportunity and I'm probably going to produce more income through that than I will with goals and updates. As right now, goals and updates is not something I'm making money off of. Um, As you can see, I'm trying to do Patreon, which is going to do, you know, give you an option to help support the show and give some donations, but I really don't make any money doing this. So I kind of told myself, you know, I got to cut something have to push forward in something else for, you know, a couple weeks. So I took a break. Give me one sec. I took a break for a minute and, uh, basically what I'm going to go over is basically how that opportunity. So this shows, this show is basically just going to be me catching you guys back up to basically what's been going on in my life. Um, we'll get to the two topics in you know, a little while, but this show is probably going to mostly be talking about the updates in my life because like. I've been gone for three three weeks to four weeks, basically, so almost a month, and there's a lot of in-between stuff, so what ended up happening was my friend offered me, I'm pretty sure I did in one of these episodes, I, I told you guys that my friend offered me, I'd always talk to him about sales, and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a lot of sales training, I'm doing things that I, I talked to him about through business. And he's like, man, you're really educated on business. He's like, you kind of, even though you're not really in a, a sales career or anything like that, he's like, you really know a lot about selling. And so I, I said, okay, or he basically came back to me and he was like, he's like, you really should, can. he's like, if you want an opportunity, he's like, I can definitely get you into selling health insurance with me. He's like, I started off, uh, he's been doing it for about a year, I believe, and he's like, I'm at a point right now where I'm getting on my feet, but for a little while I struggled with it. But he's like, I didn't have a mentor to do it. And he's like, I'll mentor you and then we'll basically partner up and you throw me leads. I'll throw you leads at a certain point. And he's like, eventually, he's like, I'll get to a point where I can just throw you leads and build you up until eventually you get to a point where you're starting to build leads. And then from there, we'll just basically help each other out. So he was looking at it as like a partnership kind of thing where he's like, uh, he works for a firm obviously, but he's like, you'll work for a firm and then we'll basically help each other out within this firm. And he also had another person that uh, that works with him that I, was kind of, I talked to him every once in a while when I went over there to go hang out with um, Jonathan, which is my friend. And I used to, I, I'd also talk to him and he got, my friend Jonathan, it's going to be a little confusing for some people, I'm going to try to make it, you know, not as confusing as it sounds, but... Uh, my friend Jonathan got his friend Josh which was the one I was talking to as well every single time I was talking about sales and different things with them and he was like yeah man he's like you'd actually probably be really good at doing this job he's like i knew nothing about sales going in but he's like you, you have an understanding of the basics of selling and he's like you'll do pretty you know you'll do pretty well so what i tended to do was um, i kind of pushed it off like anyone else i was kind of like all right it's an opportunity but I really don't need it right now, right? So I kind of pushed it off. And what ended up happening was I ended up going back to work, and I started trading more time for money. And I, and I kind of, in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm trading a lot of time for money. Uh, what's up, Daniel? What's up, man? But um, we'll get you back on the show, I promise. But um, but so he, uh, so he ba- So I kind of pushed it off, basically, right? Like the opportunity, and I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this right now. And I kind of ran away because I heard sales, like most people, most people hear of sales and they're like, I don't want to do sales. But for me, it wasn't really like that. It was more of like, I just got a position company, the warranty company. And I'm like, I don't really know if I want to switch and go into sales and really risk a lot. But as time went on, after I kept, he kept asking and asking and asking, and it got to a point where I was thinking about it a lot. And I was just like, you know what? I'm really not making that much money at this, uh, this company that I'm with right now. And I'm like, I kinda, I'm already in the struggle. Like, even though I'm getting a steady paycheck and, and whatnot, I'm like, I'm barely making my bills as it is. And I'm like, I'm trading a lot of time into a job that I really don't like. Like, I really didn't like the job, um, the job that I'm kind of still in right now, which I'm trying to work on moving into the next thing. But which, I'll, you know, as I get more into the story, I'll tell you. But I kind of really didn't enjoy myself at this job. I was working my ass off. I was uh, working with – I didn't like the work culture there. I wasn't working with really like-minded people. A lot of people there wanted to punch in and punch out, basically. They didn't want to work. And I wasn't surrounding my – I was the smartest one in the room. You know, you, you know, it might sound ignorant to you. But I was really the smartest one in the room when we had the meetings and everything. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, I'm the smartest one in the room – the saying goes, if you're the smartest one in the room, get out of that room and put yourself in a room where you're, you're like the dumbest person, where you're not the smartest person in the room. And I was thinking to myself, like, as, you know, as he kept asking me about the opportunity to do the, the life insurance, I was like, you know what, I'm selling a lot of, I'm basically kind of screwing myself at this job right now. And my whole point working at this warranty company was to get into the marketing department and when I, when I uh, sent, you know, a resume and I sent it to the manager, the high, the highest you can possibly get in marketing, basically, or pretty close to it, second in command, I guess you would say, uh, he didn't, basically blew me off. So then I started thinking to myself, you know, this company is slowly starting to unravel itself and it looks, you know, then other things started happening. So they started cutting, they started kind of ripping me off on the bonuses right? So now they're, now they're jacking up my pay. That's the whole reason I'm going to work, right? It's to prosper opportunity, which they're not giving me the opportunities. They're denying me the opportunities. And um, I'm working my ass off. I'm barely making the bills, right? Working at this job. That I hate, by the way. And at the same time, I'm trying to hit the bonuses to make more money with the company and they're screwing me out of the bonuses, So I started thinking to myself, you know, this is like the last straw, like, uh, and the other thing real quick, which is really important is they're outsourcing a lot of the positions there. They're outsourcing a lot of the positions. The company is getting massive complaints, uh, about different things with the customers. They're losing a lot of their customer base. And so they changed the name from cross country services to central services. And, and, you know, they're going to, they basically are telling people that, you know, your jobs are safe, you know, the outsourcing is normal. Um, They're basically saying that they switched the name because of branding reasons. They wanted to be a more outstanding brand, which, you know, a lot of employees know it's a lie. The reason they changed the brand is because they're losing a lot of their customers and the reputation that's tied with that company is uh, slowly depleting that company down to nothing. So they, they changed the name so they can get a, a, a fresh new reputation. That's the real reason they did it. Now, they'll tell you otherwise, but I know that's the fact because I'm dealing with all the complaints. I'm calling the customers, I'm, and everyone's telling me the same stuff, that our service providers are bad. Uh, the customer service at our departments are terrible. Um, it's the same repeated stuff that's cycled through, and, and so I know why they're changing the name. Now, and, you know, there's a lot more I can, you know, basically tell you why I don't, you know, I wanted to take the opportunity that I'm trying to take right now. So a lot of different things that kind of added up over time. And I was like, you know, it's to a point where, you know, I preach on this show, right? I preach on this show on goals and updates. It's all about, up, you know, up, you know showing you that I'm implementing all the stuff I talked to you about and I'm trying to uplift you and motivate you. And so I think to my, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I'm not really, I'm not, you know, if if I'm the person that's telling you this stuff, I need to follow it, and so I call up my friend. Like there was one day they cut me on my bonus, and I, at that point I was like, screw this. I was like, they're now they're screwing with my money. Like before I was like, okay, I could probably just you know let it skate by and just you know until I get caught up on certain things and then find a different job. I kind of I kind of talked myself into staying. They jacked me on the bonuses. Right. And then I told myself, all right, screw this. I'm calling my friend after my shift and I'm asking him about if the opportunity is still available. So I end up giving my friend Jonathan a call and he's really busy answers the phone. And he's like, look, man, he's like, I don't have a lot of time. He's like, what's up? And He's like, I got a, he's like, it's really busy at the office. I don't have a lot of time to talk. So I, you know, basically go, I completely understand. I'm like, listen, I'm like, is that opportunity still on the table? Like, will you still try to get me a position with that firm that you're working with? And I'm like, if that's possible, if, you know, if that's still an option on the table, I'm 100%, 110% game for it. And I'm like, I I don't like my, you know, the position I'm in right now with this company. And I'm like, it's time to find a different opportunity. And I'm like, sales is the next step. I'm like I have to I have to get better at sales. I have to learn it. I have to go through the motions. The real way to get better at sales is to throw myself into an awkward, uncomfortable position where it's going to force me to do it. So, I'm like I'm game for it. Just let me know what I have to do. Let me know if you could talk to the guy Mike, which is uh, the guy that owns that, you know, the firm, the health insurance firm that uh, that he works for. And I'm like just, you know, talk to him and get back to me. Let me know if the offer is some and if he'll even accept me, because if he's not gonna accept me, I'm not gonna go through all the requirements. So he, he get, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna ask him. We'll see what happens." He's like, um, "But yeah, he's like, I'm pretty sure I could definitely persuade him to give you an opportunity." So I'm like, "All right, perfect." Calls me. You know, he calls me back a little while. He's like, "Hey, I mentioned it to Mike. Mike, uh, Mike said bring him in." And so, uh, so he's. And then you know, on from that, I'm gonna try to you know get straight to the point here because a lot of things happen at this point. But. Um, he basically told me, All right, man, this is what you're gonna have to do. He's like, You're gonna have to obviously meet Mike. Mike's gonna wanna, you know, meet you. And then you're gonna have to meet the people that work here. And it's a small firm. That I think there's only like 30 people that work there. But he's my friend when he first started working there, there's only he I think he said there's only five people that were working there at the time. So they expanded off of the sales that they were doing. And so now they have about thirty employees. So they're constantly, you know, rebuilding and, and expanding. So it's a it's a small business, but it's uh, you know you're going to be working hand in hand with the owner and stuff like that. So it's 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 a lot better because in sales sometimes with a corporation you're kind of thrown into the ring, and you don't really get to talk to the person that's in charge. So this is kind of a cool a cool opportunity because you grow the business when it's extremely still small. So that's something that I actually look forward to. But um, what ended up happening was there's was one time I had to go there. I met the staff, or right? I'm not the staff, but the employees there, and, and like I like the atmosphere a lot. Completely different from the last, you know, from the job that I'm at right now. The job that I'm at right now is very politically correct. Um, it's uh, policy after policy. Um, you basically they own you basically at the job that I'm at right now. No freedom whatsoever. And so when I went into that atmosphere, I said, "This is the, like I knew instantly when I stepped into the place. Almost like if you went to go buy real estate, or if you went to go and uh, um, meet like a, meet like someone that you that you uh, that you liked, like like uh, if you wanted to marry someone you just knew, or uh, you like a boy or a girl, and you're like, oh, I I want to date that person, or I want to get to know that person better." It's basically how I felt when I walked into the place and I got to meet the employees, got to uh, the company was a little bit about. And right off the bat, I'm like, Oh man, this is the place I need to be at. Like I, like I just had that feeling where I'm like, all right, this is definitely the place that I need to be at. And after that, he's like, all right, now this is what's going to happen. He, um, he's like, you're obviously gonna have to meet Mike. He's like, Mike wasn't in this week. So we're going to have to work some out next week. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, you're also going to have to start the 60 hour course. So with insurance, with the state of Florida, at least um, in other states, it's uh, slightly different, I think, but it's all basically the same idea. But in order for me to start with this firm, I had to go through a 60-hour course that went through the policies, um, different type of health cares, uh, government, private sectors, stock, mutual, different, different, like basically just the basics, but it was a 60-hour course. I take a final on that course, which it took me a little while to pass, but past that, then I have to take a state exam, which I'm still in the you know, the midst of working on passing that course, but um, or that state exam. I took it two days ago. I took it Monday. I didn't pass. I have missed it by 12 percentage points. So now what I have to do is retake it and pass it again. Now, the, the hard part is all this stuff that I'm telling you, you have to pay for. So the course, I, I was originally 200. He gave me a code, brought it down to 40. Um, the tests are you have to go to a special Pearson B, VUE center, and they they charge you like forty four dollars per test. So I'm paying I paid forty four for the first one, just rescheduled it for this coming up Tuesday, and that one's another forty four dollars. So um, there's that. I have an application with the state, so that's an application fee of like about fifty eight dollars. I paid for that application to put in with the state, and then they're going to go through other requirements. Now I also Tuesday the fingerprinting and they do a background check to make sure you're not a felon. They do printing and they send it to the state. That's also like another 48 bucks. So all these little things, you know, I mean, I'm not, obviously I don't, I don't care about the money. I mean, it, it's an, if, if it's a life changing opportunity, you'll pay any amount of money to do the opportunity. So I don't care that I'm spending all this money, but I'm just showing you like, diff, you know, the, the steps that I have to take in order to get to this, to this position where I can start selling, the health insurance and start working with Opportunity. And this is why I haven't been around for three weeks, because I did the 60-hour course. I basically slipped the course, a lot of sleepless nights, um, and I, I basically just kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and there's times where I, you know, just pages of pages of information, and then you had to take a quiz. If you didn't pass the quiz, then it would keep going and recycle different questions, and it wouldn't be the, it, some of it would be the same questions, but they would recycle Ways and they take different questions from different things, so it it was it wasn't an easy course. I'm not saying it was uh, incredibly difficult, but the hard part was there's so much material that they're going over. It was 19 chapters I had to get through. Some of them had five sections within a chapter. Some of them had nine. Some of them had eight. Um, towards the end, it gets really bad because now they're recycling reviews, and I have to remember all the stuff that you did. You know, maybe like a week ago or seven days ago. So it's, it was a lot of information to retain, um, but now all I have to do is the fingerprinting, which is, will be Tuesday. I submit finished finish that course, um, uh, met Mike. So the op, so everything's set, everything's set. All I have to do is get my fingerprints done. I then have to go and retake and pass it, which I know I'll pass the second time. And, uh, and then I just have to follow up on the application and they send you the license to, and, and then your license in the state of Florida. So, you know, obviously there's more, you know, more things you have to get through in order to expand in the health life and insurance game. But, um, that's like the stepping stones to getting in, you know, getting your foot in the door to be able to legally sell the insurance. So, you know, it's definitely a process and that's where I was for three weeks. I was doing this because in my mind, I'm like, I'd rather, I'd rather take the chance, spend some money, and and put myself into a better position than where I am now. And that's kind of you know that. And I'm telling you this to basically motivate you because I'm doing it. <laughs> you know I, I'm going through the motions. I'm I'm working my ass off to you know still keep the job I'm at right now, but at the same time push myself and make um and get to the uh, get to the next opportunity so I can quit the the first one, right? And that's something that a lot of, I think a lot of people would have quit the first job and went right in and tried to, you know, manipulate themselves into the second opportunity. Well, you know, it's a good thing I didn't because if I did that, then I'm not making any money in between. So I would have been delayed another like week and a half with no, with no time being paid. So that's kind of something to, you know, keep in mind uh, is that you're trying to, you're trying to create opportunity for yourself. But uh, that's where I've basically been for, you know, like three weeks or the four weeks was trying to create that opportunity. So um, that's the one update that I want to talk about. Now, I have a couple other updates, uh, but with Golden Updates, but before I kind of continue with more updates, I'm going to go over what's behind me on the board real quick. But um, if you're trying to, you know, go on your mobile app or you're trying to listen to this and you're kind of like – you're kind of thinking to yourself, you know, I don't go on Facebook. I don't go on Instagram a lot. I don't even care really about the live streams. right? I don't even really care about engaging with the audience or I don't really, I don't really care about asking him questions or trying to engage with them as he's on the live stream. I just want to listen to him. You could definitely do that with our website right now, which is on Podbean, which is goalsandupdates.podbean.com. I almost said not to confuse you, it's goalsandupdates.podbean.com, and if you want to you know, help me out with some support, because I do these shows for free, the content, and and, and basically everything else is, is all, I don't charge anything, but if you want to help me out and support Goals and Updates, you could definitely do that with our Patreon support, where you sign up to be a member, and you donate $1 every single month. I don't have any other options to give you right now, but it's one dollar a month, which is basically less than a cup of coffee. The the cheapest you can go on coffee, I think, is Dunkin' Donuts for like a dollar fifteen or a dollar twenty. Right? Or twenty-five or something like that. So um that's something that, you know, keep in mind. Like that's it's a dollar a month that you're signing up. And even though you're probably thinking to yourself, it's only a dollar, it's not gonna make a difference. But if you donate a dollar, if the next person donates a dollar and the person behind him donates the dollar, it eventually adds up. And, I, and I'm making, you know, let's say 50, even if I made like $50 a month with uh, the Patreon support system, it's all money that's going to be put back into the show. So I can go and get, you know, I can go and get another chair for my guests. Like the big thing I want to spend some money on is um, getting getting a, a setup for the the co-host because I really want to put more co-hosts on this, this show. And I really, I have people lined up that I want to get on here. It's just getting them here and getting, you know, I want to get them a better chair. I think last time I had Steven here, um, he sat on kind of like a hard chair. Like it wasn't a perfect chair, but it wasn't a bad chair. But I'd rather get him a chair that I'm in right now where it's more comfortable, where for having a two hour, hour and a half conversation, he, he's more comfortable in the chair. So that's something that I want to do. I want to update and get more stuff for the the co-host really. That's really the next thing. And then obviously update different things and, um, I'm trying to, the next thing I'm going to update you guys, I'm trying to get my friend, Eric, who I'm going to get on the show eventually, uh, one way or another, he lives in Orlando. So I'm going to have to figure out how to do that. But, um, I'm trying to figure out how to basically pay him and have him just upload the video. So after I do the live stream, cause I don't, right now I'm doing so many different things. I'm so far behind. We're on 112 episodes of goals and updates and, I, only, I think I only have like 20 episodes up on uh, the actual Podbean platform. So I'm going to set it up. So all he has to do is go on there, upload it to Podbean, and it'll automatically upload to iTunes. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Pod, uh, podcast. iTunes podcast. He'll upload it to YouTube so you have the shorter segments because I am getting, a you know, uh, I, at least I had the argument with my, uh, my family members in the car. But, Where uh, they were telling me that uh, they're too long. They don't want to listen. They don't want to go on Facebook or listen to something for an hour and a half. So the thing that I thought about coming up with was the YouTube platform and doing like playlists, like short 20-minute play uh, playlist segments. Where if I had episode one, I'd cut it. Here's my updates for 20 minutes. Here's my first segment for 20 minutes. Here's my second topic or segment for 20 minutes. And here's Dundee investments the last 20 minutes of the show, right? So i cut them down into 20 minute segments for you guys. So if you just want to listen, let's say you're on this episode, you just want to listen to teammates can hurt you too, or you just want to listen to where, where, who you are on your sleeve. You literally just go to that segment in that playlist for 20 and listen to it for 20 minutes. And if you want to continue it, you continue it into the next segment. So I'm gonna, I'm trying to figure out a way to pay him where I set it up on a, you know, an external hard drive and I mail it to him to Orlando. He gets it and he just uploads I pay him for basically his time and efforts on uploading all the segments for me. So that'll give him extra income at the same time it helps me out. And he'll be the first employee under Dundee Investments because this show is technically under Dundee Investments. So I market a lot on Dundee because I use the ending to, to promote the show. Excuse me. I, I use you know that's why you hear me talking about Dunhill Investments. I'm using this platform to kind of broadcast my message on that you probably would more likely want to hear, and then I talk about Dunhill Investments. But that's something that's going to be pretty pretty awesome. I'm just trying to figure out how to do it. I know I don't want to do a W-2, which I'd have to put him under my umbrella, but if I did it under an independent contractor and he just you know, does it himself and I do a 1099, it might, it might be better. And I had this conversation with my dad literally like 20 or 30 minutes before we did this, um, before I did the episode uh, of one, you know, 112 goals and updates. So it's um, something that's in the work of progress. I also have to kind of figure out how much I want to charge him because I don't want to undercharge him and I don't want to overprice it uh, because it's going to be a lot of episodes. So I don't know if I should do, you know, maybe one episode is a certain amount of money and then each episode stacks up or if I want to do like, Hey, if you do 10 episodes, I'll pay you a flat rate of like 40 bucks. Right. Or something like that. I just got to figure it out and I got to figure out the taxes portion cause I do want to report it. Um, and cause it's, it's basically, it's part of the business. So I do want to report that to the government. And I do want to, you know, I want to try to, you know, I'm trying to build a business and the best way to build a business is to hire people that you trust and know, um, at the same time, expanding the business means I have to hire people. So, Um, you know, and he's probably, he's probably the perfect person to do that. He's very tech savvy. Uh, it's very easy. It's not like I'm asking him to like create analytics or anything like that. It's very simple. He just has to upload the videos and then he uploads it to Podbean. it's a hosting platform and it goes to the other hosting sites. And then he just has to upload the YouTube videos. The YouTube video is going to be a little bit more because he's going to have to do like four segments in one playlist. So one episode is going to be cut down into four segments. So it's going to be a little bit more of uploads for him. A little bit more challenging, maybe for him. But um, that's something where you know I have to talk to him, and I talked to him today. He's he seems like he's pretty in, you know down for it to make some extra money. So you know I'll update you guys on that as we get you know closer into that, and I figure it all out and I have it you know mapped out. But that's something that's pretty interesting and pretty you know pretty exciting for me because that's gonna that's gonna free up a lot of my time and it'll be good for you guys because it'll be will be up to date on episodes. So as soon as I film it live. It's going to go right to the Podbean platform and then it's going to go to everywhere else. So it's going to be distributed a lot faster. So he's going to help me speed up the process, which is going to be awesome. Um, what's the other thing I want to talk about? So that's basically goals and updates. Uh, Kev. All right. So I have on here, Kevin Toastmasters. So something of that's really interesting that a lot of people know I do Toastmasters, which is basically just public speaking. It's basically getting you used to talking in front of a live audience, And there's different things they do where it helps you stop with the ums and ahs and likes and, you know, conjunction words basically that cause you to stall. And if you've noticed, if you're listening to 112 episodes, you'll understand what I'm talking about. If you went back to the first episode and went to 112, you'll see a big, big difference in the way I'm speaking on the podcast. And it wasn't because, you know, it was a little bit because I, I've constantly been doing episode after episode after episode, so I got used to it, but it also became because of Toastmasters because I was going in front of audience and they're dinging me when I'm doing ums and ahs. So they ding you, they tell you, okay, you have good sentence structure, you know, you might want to work on hand gestures, you might want to work on moving around the room, maybe engagement with the audience, and so they work with you for a very cheap price, and, it, and it's a club. So everyone there is is trying to do the same thing. It's like-minded individuals. At the same time, it's not pricey. It's like 60, I think the first initial fee that you pay is $80 for the first, th- the first three months. If I'm not even mistaken, I think it's six months. But for some reason, I always think it's three months. I don't know if it's six or three. I'm going to say three just because I'd rather understate it than overstate it, right? But um every three months they'll charge you $65 after that first time fee that you paid for the 80. So it's 65 after the first one. And then it's just 65 for the whole entire time you're with that club. So it doesn't change. They don't spike it. They don't do anything. And if they do, they'll, they'll tell you and they'll, and they'll probably vote on it because it's basically the best way I can describe this. When I tell people about Toastmasters is it's kind of like almost having political roles, like government roles because they have a, a timer, they have a, an um counter they have a grammar checker they have someone that is a general evaluator they have evaluators they've prepared speeches they have different things that are basically like government you got to think of it as government roles and they all basically have a purpose to help you become a better speaker in front of a in front of a actual live audience so it's it's a very and the club that we're at i we get a lot of compliments um I'm right now you know the real reason I'm kind of promoting this is cuz I'm vice president of the public relations for them so that's something I'm going to work on a- actually right after I do this I'm going to eat and then I'm going to work on our social media platform our Facebook our page but they um it's definitely I, I recommend it I am not one to really jump into clubs in high- college I didn't really jump into the clubs a lot but listen like this is a skill you're going to want to work on is uh, public speaking the reason why is no one wants to ever do public speaking. No one ever wants to go in front of a, an audience or in front of people and speak. It's one of the things that a lot of people have. So the reason I started doing it is because, you know, I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing different things. I want to enhance my speaking. But at the same time, I really want to start doing, like, one of my major goals is really to start tra- like travel different places or get on a stage and start talking um, about ideas and like business sell on a stage in front of a large audience like in front of thousands of people hundreds and thousands of people in order to do that I have to be able to practice in front of an audience and the cool thing is we get guests so you know most of the time you're going to have the same people in there but you could also go to different clubs and just you know go there and be like hey I'm a toastmaster at this one club but I also want to get a little bit of experience with a different audience so can I present my speech here and they'll let you do it Um, the other thing too is it's um, Like I said, it's a skill that you really want to develop that no one has. No one works on public speaking, and it's one of the most crucial things. You're going to use it throughout your whole entire life. Even though most people think they're going to use it, you will use it many, many, many times in your life, whether you're going on an interview, whether you're going and you have to sell yourself to a mortgage company to buy a house, or you have to go and sell yourself to a credit card um. Company, or you have to go and sell yourself to get married, or you have to go and sell yourself to get a date, or if you have to go and um, fix something with your parents, it's all it's speaking. You just don't realize that you're using the skills. But that's something that, if you're interested, let me know. Hit me up. uh, Reach out to me on any way you feel comfortable reaching out to me, and I'll give you more information on that. Or you could just go to our page, which is the Great Fort Lauderdale Toastmasters and Four Club so you don't have to put the club in there just um, the great Fort Lauderdale Toastmasters 2000 on Facebook will pop right up you go there ask any questions you want on that if you want I I basically answer the questions so either way you're talking to me for right now as uh, the vice president of PR but um, it's something that I'm telling you I highly recommend it's changed my life and you'll see what I'm talking about because what I'm starting to do is film the speeches and then I'm putting it up on my Facebook uh, channel so that's something I got to work on a couple of editing and I'll put up some of the two speeches I gave, which I thought were pretty good and kind of put me on the spot cause it wasn't, it wasn't an audience that I thought was going to agree with what I was going to say. Cause I, I gave a speech last time on, um, the myths of equality. And if anyone knows that it's, it's a topic where a lot of people listen to that topic and they go, Oh what Like what does he mean? right? Cause you say the myth about equality and they all think you're talking about race. Like you're talking about individuals and race and stuff like that. So when I did that at Toastmasters, you you had to see everyone's face. Right. Cause I couldn't believe that I was going to talk about the, any you know, equality basically how it's basically a myth and most people don't realize. And, but I said in there, you know, I went through three segments. I said, uh, the first one is individuals aren't created equally, but I'm not talking about race. I'm not talking about skin color. I'm not talking about any of that, but, um, And then the second one was uh, ideas are not created equally. And then the third one, America is the greatest country on earth. So it's, you'll see it when I post it on my, my page, you'll see that, that, um, that speech that I gave. And, you know, I got, I got kind of, I didn't get hazed for it, but I kind of got a lot of criticism from the one person, but he's, he's kind of, it gives me a lot of support. I'm not going to lie to you guys Uh, out of anyone there. The president of that club which we just voted him in to be president recently, but he has shown me more support. That's another reason you should join Toastmasters because the president that's the president of the club right now is the best president of the club. He'll work with you he'll help you out. Like he will do things, but uh, he's probably been more of a support than I think anyone there. And, and trust me, like it's not that everyone does not give you support there because everyone there will support you. But he, me and him just are kind of, I think we're just on the same page. Like, uh, we kind of bounce off each other a lot in the sense of like, I motivate him, he motivates me and we're both motivational speakers. So we kind of just click really well. And when I tell him certain things, he kind of pushes me to do it. He doesn't tell me, no, he doesn't say that's too, that's too much. He pushes me to try to be a better speaker. So I, um, you know, I, I, I you know, he, he's someone that I've met at that club where I I've had him on the show. He keeps asking me to put him back on the show. So I'm definitely gonna put him back on the show a couple, you know, more times, and we'll get him back on here. I just gotta, you know, figure that out with him too. Now that I'm getting back on the track, but that's something that, uh, you know, has changed my life as Toastmaster. So I, you know, I highly boast or brag about that club because it's a game changer. By the way, most companies know what Toastmasters is. If you go to any major corporation, they might even have their own corporation in Toastmasters. Most of these corporations do because they know how um, how important public speaking is for their business. So that's something to keep in mind too. So if you want more information, either reach out to us on Facebook or just reach out to me and I'll, and I'll help get you there. I'll help you get on track and I'll, and I'll motivate you to do it. So that's Toastmasters, but it kind of went off a little bit of track. But the reason I brought up Toastmasters was because I was talking to a guy named Kevin. Now, Kevin recently Toastmasters, right? And Kevin, you could tell he's very, very shy. When he talks, he just, you could just tell, like, I'm um, not trying to put him on the spot or anything. Uh, hopefully he actually listens to this because I, I tried to get him to get on goals and updates and give me some feedback, but he's going to be on the pod being platform. He's not gonna be on this. So he's probably not going to see the, the, you know, episode 112, at least for right now. But um, he's someone that came into the club and you could tell he had, he kind of, he's pushing himself hard. You could tell that he wasn't really comfortable public speaking, very shy. Uh, Very, But he's slowly starting to become a pretty good speaker and not obviously the best speaker there, but he's obviously improving himself and he's putting himself into an uncomfortable position, which is amazing. So he'll eventually get to the point where I can, where he's comfortable enough to start talking. It's just a matter of time. Uh, He did his icebreaker yesterday at our Halloween club meeting. And his icebreaker was really well put together. And he spoke about the club, which I really should have. I really would have hoped that I filmed it. I didn't know he was going to give the icebreaker and I didn't really know it was going to happen. So I didn't film, but I really should have filmed at that meeting because he talked about the club and how the club helped him out a lot. Because he went to another club. They didn't really follow up with him. They didn't really welcome him as much as our club did. And he, he said a lot of people you know, came up to me and started trying to help me and get me into the club and do things and really motivate me. And so what ended up happening was the reason I'm bringing them up is because I went outside, I was walking with them outside to our cars and I just so happened that a lot of the times I, I get newer people and they talk to me as we're going and I just lose track of time talking to people in the parking lot. And I end up talking to people for like two hours to the point where my mom's like, yo, like, where are you? It's been like two hours and I haven't heard from you and you're not home. So, I you know, I ended up talking to him for two hours outside in the parking lot and we we're just bouncing, and he's talking about stuff, and he's like, Yeah, I really want to do IT. And so I thought to myself, you know, for a good hour, I was basically trying to motivate him to do IT. I was like, Listen, man, there you get one opportunity and one chance normally to do different things. And I'm like, if you don't take the opportunity, you're gonna you're gonna do the what if the what if game where you're going to be like, well, what if, what if I, what if I would have done this Would my life Have changed? What if, um, make more money? What if, you know, so that's something that I was trying to push him to do. Cause my, my job when I go to Toastmasters is not to, it's not to be uh, like my, the whole point of doing the public speaking and the Toastmasters and everything is because I want to get to a point where I can help people and motivate people to do what they want to do. So and i basically told them that too i'm like the stuff that i that i do here the speeches it's not because like i i want to i want to change myself obviously I'm constantly trying to self improve but i'm trying to do it to help other people that's the whole point of doing public speaking to get people to think differently to get people to understand that there's more out there there's different ideas and that's what i'm trying These speeches is like, that's why I do things that are kind of controversial or I do things that most people are going to think about and they're going to be like, wow, it makes a lot of sense. I've never thought about that, right? I want to get people to change the way they're thinking because it changed my life as soon as I changed my mindset. And that's really what I want to do. I want to give people, that's the whole point of goals and updates. Goals and updates is all about taking that negative mindset and changing it into a more positive mindset. And it's the same thing when I do with these speeches. I'm trying to change people's mindsets in order to get them to realize like they, they have more control than they think. Um, I'm trying to get them more financial savvy. So I'm trying to the stuff that I'm reading and I'm learning, I'm trying to put in speech to tell them. Um, you know, if I find a different way of a strategy that works good for me, I try to present it to them in a speech. Or like I said, I had a really controversial speeches when I did it. Uh, and that's what I was telling them. I was like, listen, I was like, you'll get the hang of it like trust me, my icebreaker was, I read from a script. I kind of, you know, I lost my place in the script. And then I was trying to get back on it. And I literally read a word on a piece of paper that I typed. And it it was, you know, it was obviously an impelling speech, but I, did, I didn't know what to do. Like I've done public speaking like that before when I'm in front of an audience and I'm giving, I've done presentations where I have a, slideshow behind me or whatever, but I've never done like, okay, I'm going to create a speech and I'm going to give it. So it's kind of weird at first, you know, I was, I was on. If you go now, I'm not saying I'm not going to make mistakes. Of course I'm going to make mistakes. But, um, if you go there now, you'll see like, wow, like I, I get a lot of compliments from the stuff I do because it's very, it's, it's, it's opening your mind to different things. Um, just like the, the myths about equality. I gave one about how to save how to save an individual's life. And that was talking about uh, the person that I have on or A on there. But, um, you know, I, I haven't really talked to her in a little while. Hopefully she listens to this, maybe reaches out to me. But um, I'm in a position where I don't know if I really want to reach out to her. I'd rather her reach out to me just because, um, little, you know, little things happened or whatever. But I, I um, you, you know, I took that story and I used A. And basically what I was going through was telling the audience that was there how I saved this person's life. Because I remember doing the icebreaker, and I said through my icebreaker how I saved the individual – or I used to do it in the intro. I'm sorry. I used to do it in the intro. They read you an, an intro to the audience, and they go, okay, he's born in New York. He uh, His hobbies are podcasting and uh, networking or you know whatever, and then they do the title of the speech. But in there, it would be um, – in there, it would be – I found there – greatest achievements and I, and I put in there how, how I, I saved a life. And then when people heard that, they're like, damn, like I really want to hear that story, how you saved the a person's life. And so I thought to myself, you know, eventually I did want to get to a speech that, you know, I could do that and an opportunity presented itself when um, the person that uh, is the organizer right now, it, she basically said, Hey, we really need another speaker. And I know you're, you're probably going to be able to put a speech together. She's like, would you be able to do it? Myself, you know, it's an opportunity, and I definitely want to take it. And so I accepted it. And then I thought to myself, this would probably be a really good position to actually do the "How to Save an Individual's Life" essay that that I wanted to give. And so I just wrote it the same day, and I gave it, and I got a lo- i got a lot of things back where people were saying like, you know, it was a really impressive speech, and uh, like congratulations uh, for doing that. But the whole speech was basically just put together quick, and uh, the whole speech was basically talking about uh, the three topics I went into was what I, how, um, what I did to help her, right? No, hey, I'm sorry. The first one was how I met her. Basically, it was talking about how I met her, how, you know, things seemed normal until a certain point. And then the second uh, part of it was how I helped her, how I realized, you know, she had to change her mindset. And then the third one was how you can also save a life. So the, whole, the three things was basically, basically plotted it was, all right, I'm going to tell you how I met her because the hard part is, you know, you don't think about this, but the speech has to be around five to seven minutes. So it's really difficult when you have like a, like a story like that, because there's a lot of detail in between this story that I wanted to give. So I went through and sat there and timed it about maybe like times before and started how to cut things out. I'm like, okay, this doesn't really serve any purpose i got to cut this out because they're not going to understand this. So the hard part with the speech that I did was it was five to seven minutes, but I had to catch them up to the point where they understood what was going on with the story, but it was, you know, it was difficult. So what I basically did was just talk about how I met her. And then I went into basically what I told her and a phone call. She put me on a two-way call basically where I was listening on speaker. Uh, I guess it was not a two-way call, but put me on speaker and i was listening to what the the therapist the the medical licensed therapist told her on the phone about basically it's not you it's not your fault that you are the way you are mentally that you just need drugs and so basically from there i basically told her the truth right i basically said you know it's listen he's going to put you on drugs because that's for whatever reason you know matter your political belief it's it's an issue or a crisis where Doctors just think they can solve the problem by giving you medicine. because That's what the doctor's supposed to do. The doctor is not a therapist, right? The doctor, or I mean, that was a like, lot, which was you know even scarier because he's a therapist. He should know better. But he's going to tell you it's not your fault. He's going to prescribe you the drugs because they're going to make the drugs, and that's how this whole cycle plays out. The doctor makes money off the drugs. And then you take the drugs and the drugs make you worse. They just, they, they basically mask the problem and it puts you in a neutralized stage. And what happens is you're not really resolving the issues that you're having. You're just basically masking it with drugs. And so you have to get ahead of it and figure out what's causing you to be the way you are. Um, because uh, I basically, you know, I, in the story I was basically telling I'm like every phone call from her in the beginning, at, at the first time I met her, it, every, everything seemed fine. She seemed like a normal individual. And then I was like, as time went on, you know, she went to college in Gainesville and she would call me completely drunk or wasted or, or I guess drunk and wasted is the same word, but completely wasted, either high on drugs, all, you know, different types of drugs, or she would just be an emotional wreck and she'd just be crying all the time. And to the point you couldn't understand her because she was just emotional. And I'm like, yeah, I I, I had to go through my past. So I basically, uh, in the speech, I basically just gave them basically what happened to me. And I was like, I saw the signs. And the reason I saw the signs is because I I went through this similar crisis where I basically hit rock bottom and I was doing, you know, different types of drugs and I was going and, and getting drunk all the time. And I was going and, and I was in this depressed stage where I couldn't get myself back on my feet. And I was like, so I understood what she was going through. So when the doctor said that where it wasn't her fault, it's just the way she was born and we just got to give you some drugs and you'll be fine. And I'm like, let's look up these drugs and the drugs are really like, you can't weave off that. You got to weave off this slow because the, do, the dose amount that he wants to put you on is so high that if you just quit, your body's going to have really bad withdrawals. So I'm like, that's the first indicator that this is not a good drug to be putting in your body. And uh, I'm like, listen, like, and I told him, I was like, the best thing I did for her was tell her the truth. And no one wants to do. No one told her the truth. Everyone just said, it's not your fault. We're going to get you some help. We're going to get you money. We're just going to get you some help. And so they're going to these professionals that they think are going to help her. And in reality, all they have to do is tell her the truth. Listen, man, it's not It's not the stuff around you. You can't control what's going on around you. You can't control other individuals. You can't control your outcome of, of certain things. But what you can control is you. You can control yourself. You can control how you think. You can control yourself. And not everyone else, but if you can control your mindset, if you can change the way you're thinking about things, if you can just manipulate yourself, right? I mean, the manipulation word kind of sounds weird, but literally, if you could just change the way you're thinking, you'll be set free. You'll have no worries anymore. Well, I can't say you won't have any worries, but you'll be able to dissipate the worries better than what you're doing right now. Because obviously what you're doing right now is you're just drugging yourself up. You're not really helping yourself. Um, so I said, I told her the truth. She told me I was crazy. I didn't hear from her for five or six months. Literally six months later, she gives me a call and she's like, Hey, I'm going to be in town. I'm going to talk to you. And, or I want to meet up with you and talk to you. And we meet up and she's like, listen, like, I, you know, I went on the drugs. They made me 110% worse. It got to the point where I thought about killing myself again. And she's like, I thought, and I was at my, my, the rock bottom of my life. And she was like, the only, about was what you told me which was listen you can't control everyone else but you can control the way you're thinking you can control who you are and you can basically change yourself which ultimately will help you solve the problems so she's like i gave it a shot and she's like listen like i've been doing it for about a month maybe two months and i every you basically helped me out 110 percent of the problems i have before I, I basically fixed myself i understand now that it was me it wasn't but she was like, the crazy part was everyone's telling me that it wasn't me, that it's everything else. And she's like, if it wasn't for you, I probably, I probably would. She's like, I probably would have killed myself. Cause she's like, no one's telling me the truth. Everyone's just telling me it's not my fault, but you're the only one that said it was my fault. It's me. And so I, uh, you know, I, I, that's, that's what I told them. But then I went, you know, like it wasn't a clear, a clear cut sign. I'm sorry that I'm kind of dragging this into this, but, uh, um, basically like you could save other people, basically, if you just pay attention to the signs and you tell them the truth, like don't, you know, we're in a crisis right now. That's not even politically even discussed where, um, we're just, we're the, the doctors are just prescribing people medicine and, and they're not really solving the root of the issue. They're just prescribing drugs. And that's obviously the big crisis right now. That's why we have high depression. We have a lot of anxiety. We have a lot of people that are very depressed and, and a lot of suicide because, these kids are just be put on drugs. They're not even being really helped and they're not solving their problem. Um, I'll put it on Facebook too. I just got to get to the, you know, get to it and, and edit it and put it up there. But anyways, um, so yeah, I was trying to, that's what we we're talking about toast maps, even though I went into topics, but within it, but so that's Kevin, but I ended up talking to him for two hours, really good conversation. Uh, he was telling me basically like, he's like, dude, I, I love when you speak. He's like, I haven't heard all your speeches. But he's like everyone that I've heard. He's like it's been very. He's like you're a really good speaker. He's like I uh you know I really enjoy every single time they announce you're gonna be doing a speech. I I I get so excited because he's like I know you're gonna be. It's gonna be a good speech to listen to. So I you know I I and that stuff makes me so happy because I sometimes don't know. I I can't really see myself. That's why I try to record it and watch it and then put it on Facebook so people can give me um, comments and stuff like that. It's reaching out to a bigger audience so people can give me comments. But sometimes I don't realize things. So when they tell me like, hey, man, you didn't really walk around the room or you didn't really engage with the audience, you didn't do this, I sometimes have a hard time – I sometimes have a really hard time grasping it because I can't really – like when they tell me, I go, oh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like I I can kind of see how I did this and maybe didn't do that but sometimes it's really hard when you're giving the speech because you're so into the speech. Like I get so into it that I don't realize I'm talking fast or I get excited or I do something. So like I said, it's Toastmasters. Um, now uh, that's the update with Kevin. I did, uh, did the update with, with my job. Um, went over that. Um, I did want to talk about a book, but I really want to get to these topics and I know I'm going to run in, you know, an hour and a half into this. So I'm not going to talk about this book. I'll end up doing it the next segment, but um just a shout out if you really want a good book, read um why a students work for C students. I didn't read the physical book. I actually listened to the audio copy so it really changed the way I was thinking about a lot of different things and I, and I'm pretty i kind of understand a lot of the political elements with like um the retirement plans and diff it just it really talks about how college really isn't designed uh, to create entrepreneurs and why college is why, why, why college really fails a lot of individuals. And the other thing they talk a lot about is uh, different government programs like healthcare and different things where like retirement plan, 401ks and Roths and different things like that, where people think it's a good system, but it, it really isn't as good as you really think it is. And why a lot of people, when they go to retire, they really don't have a lot of money left over. So, and different, different things, why people really aren't, or why really people are poor and why people aren't rich. Or wealthy in a, in a country where it's very, it's a ri- very wealthy country. And a lot of, you know, half the population, more than half the population is basically dead broke half the time. So it goes into all that. So it's definitely a good book. We'll talk more about it next one, if I can remember, because I'm I'm sure I'm going to talk about it. But um, it's called Why A Students Work for C Students, or Why C Students Work for A Students. I'm sorry. Why C Students Work for A Students. I'm sorry. I'm mixing everything up. Dys- dyslexia kicking in. Why A Students Work for C students by Robert Kiyosaki. I know that's probably gonna confuse people because I basically backwards twice and then I tried to correct it instead it backwards again, but it's why A Students Work for C students by Robert Kiyosaki. Great book, go get that. Definitely highly recommend that one. And real quick, we're gonna go into these two topics really quick. So the first one I did want to talk about is Teammates Can Hurt You Too. Now, with this with this topic, it's uh It's a little little bit of a pushy topic or maybe a sensitive topic because most people think, uh, and what I mean by teammates, let me break down the teammates part. So with teammates, what I mean is people that are really close to you in the sense of like friends or people maybe you own a business, and the people that are considered the teammates are the employees. And sometimes those people can actually hurt you. Uh, You know, Most of them don't mean it on purpose, but a lot of them can hurt you in the sense of – what they're supposed to be doing or they basically instead of motivating you they disencourage you to do something by you know not even intentionally they just it's their mindset or they're not, it you so i think the reason i came up with this topic was um i was listening to a podcast i think when i wrote this down but at the same time i was it made me think about the place i was working at and and a lot of companies, it's the same problem. A lot of the, a lot of the, the problems within a company are not really the customers. It's really the employees, the internal base. And every single corporation I worked for, I worked for maybe, uh, even, all right, we'll go as far as this, every job I've worked for, the people that really backstabbed a lot of people was not the customer base. It was the employees, the internal base. Um, I'm going to give you some examples uh, real quick, and I'll, and I'll do different examples in different companies I work for, but the first one is obviously the company I'm working for right now. The, the company I work for right now is uh, they pass the work around. So the biggest complaint I get is, hey, I talked to this person, John, got transferred into uh, Sally, then I got transferred into like, someone else, I got transferred into uh, you know, eight or ten different people that had no idea what the hell was going on, and I had to restate my statements over and over and over again, and they couldn't help me, and then I get passed on to someone else. Um, even though that's kind of something that the teammate can't do, the problem with that is what's going on is the teammate or the employee is basically not wanting to work. And what they're doing is they're giving them a half-ass answer. They're half-ass helping them and they're passing it on to someone else, hoping that the next person will get to them and help them. And that's the type of culture that the, the job I work for has promoted. Um, obviously they don't come out and say, Hey, do this, but it, the way it's set up, it's, it's kind of, that's why it happens that way. Um, the, they're not hiring good people at the same time. They're not really trying to promote like, Hey man, if it's this easy, man, you should have just done this. Right. Um, they, they don't do that. Instead, they focus on a lot of other stupid stuff that does, that doesn't make any sense. And it was, and it actually restricts the teammates from actually doing what they have to do. And that's why I think a lot of them pass it because they're like it's not even worth it. If I have to do X, Y, and Z, I'm actually getting screwed out of time, money, and other things. So they're not going to get rewarded for helping the teammate, or not the teammate, the um the customer. So that's why they're kind of passing the work around, and then the customer gets pissed because we're passing and passing and passing, and we're not solving. We're just bandaid. We're putting basically a bandaid over the over the problem. We're not solving it for them completely. So that's the big problem. The company I work for. The best example I can give you is um, I ended up doing something. Now, this was my fault. Now, I take full responsibility for this, but the person should have just stepped up as, as a teammate, and he should have just basically fixed the problem. So this was the issue. I had a job where I didn't know what I do is owner co, so I have to go and make sure there's certain things on there before I can send it to the proper department for the customer to get reimbursed. I didn't know because sometimes they're really strict. So like it might be good to me. I might have everything and it might be good to me, but I'll send it and they'll kick it back and it delays the customer. So there was this one. I didn't know if it was if the department was going to take it. So what I did was I opened up a uh, CL author, which goes to another agent, which is classified to work with documents. And I basically put in my notes, in both notes, there's two places where I put the notes. Hey, I don't know if this is going to be approved right? I don't know if this is proof. Can you please just check it and, and either push it forward or, or, uh, tell me to basically do whatever I need to do to write back to the customer, update the customer. Right? So what they did was they basically said it was the wrong exception. They closed the exception and they didn't do anything with it. They just left it open. And what they did was I got a coaching on it because nothing happened with the work or, or the, the the agent that worked on it gave me a coaching or whatever. So instead of just opening up the right exception and moving the work forward, they basically told my manager to basically tell me, which now we're delayed a week and a half, you know a week just to push the work forward, right? So that was something where the teammate actually hurt me and the company because they didn't push the work forward. They just basically left it up and, and closed the exception and didn't, didn't do anything. Now, I, like I said, I, I take all the responsibility for – probably, you know, I don't know if I, you know, I should have done it a different way. She explained it to me how I probably should have handled the situation in the beginning, not open up the seal off though. But like she said, she's like, you basically notes that you're you're creating an exception for this and they should have just changed it and put it to the right department. And she's like, now they delayed the customer. And she's like, they're just, people just don't want to work there. So that's the problem. So that's a situation where the teammate actually hurt me and the company, right? They didn't push the work forward. And they didn't really do their job. They just kind of said, "It's not really my problem," and sent it back, right? So that that's one. The another one I can give you would be uh, I, there's one time where I worked at Save. This is the first job I ever had. I worked at Saveology um, Iceplex, and most people that have joined this are internal friends, so you probably live in Coral Springs. But I worked at the Iceplex over on uh, right by the Sawgrass. The now I think it's the. I'm pretty sure it's still all i still changed the name like five or six times, but they—I um, worked there and I was the cashier. So my job was to obviously put the order in. Then it would send a ticket to the back. They would create the order. Now what happened was, I'd put the ticket in, and for whatever reason, uh, I put on there like a customized note or whatever. That the customer I think wanted like a certain way. They wanted the wrap. It was a wrap. They wanted it a certain way designed, and I put it on the ticket and instead of them making you know making it the way it was they just basically came out with the rap that was basically how you know how it was originally supposed to be but they didn't customize it and they didn't tell me that they, they that they didn't they didn't want to really do it i think the problem was that, that they couldn't it was not that they couldn't do it, they didn't want to do it so i'm like so they put the wrap up there, and I'm like, well, now he kind of screwed me because now what's going to happen is now i got to explain to the guy. It's not custom to what he wanted. It's just the basic stuff that was in it from the beginning. And I knew the guy was going to get pissed. Most of the people there were always mad. They weren't, they weren't really happy people But uh, besides the point. But I knew he was going to get pissed. He was going to say, why didn't you just tell me that instead of ringing me up? He's probably going to want his money back and so on and so forth. I knew it was going to be a problem. So that was an instance, and that's kind of what happened. The guy was kind of like, Well, I wish you would have told me that because I, really, I don't want it this way. So and then I, think I had to get my manager to give him a refund. And we could have, you know, that was something where the teammate could have just told me through the window, or it could have said, Hey, I can't do that, or whatever, or I don't want to do that. And I would have said, Okay, I'll just tell him that we can't do that then. And I would have worked with them, and the customer would have been happy. I would have been like, Hey, do you want to order something else rather than me giving your money back? We'll just compensate you for the rest since that's our fault, and so he would have paid, you know, like I think it was eight dollars for a wrap. He could have went and got maybe chicken wings for like two extra more dollars or something. I would have given, you know, I would have worked it out with the cook, and I would have said, hey, uh, even though we gave him eight, it's kind of our fault that we're not going to make him this. So can you just drop ten wings or whatever and give it to him for, you know, less, you know, for eight bucks or whatever? And he would have been, yeah, fine, right? As most of them were recycled customers anyways. It's not like we're really losing money on the back end. He's going to come back and buy more stuff. So that was something that people didn't realize. Like, People didn't realize that. like It was the same people over and over that were just buying and buying, buying stuff. So I knew he was going to come back later. So I worked out a deal. I think what ended up happening was I gave him the wrap and I was like, hey, if you want something else, you can give you know your son or your daughter the wrap. And I'll, I'll make you something else on, on, like compensated or whatever, and we'll make something else for you. And that way, you know, because like you know, that's our fault. That's my fault. I think I even said it. I was like, "That's my fault. I should have told you." Right. So I stepped up to the plate and I told him it was my fault, even though it really wasn't my fault. It was the person behind the count, you know, behind the the line or whoever had to make the wraps, which I'm pretty sure it's line. But that was uh, was another situation where I had to kind of my teammate kind of stabbed me in the back. My teammate didn't want to help me out. He didn't care that I was up there and I was going to have to take the blow for him not doing, you know, making the rap. And that was just something I had to suck up and do. But um, the the reason I'm kind of talking about this is it kind of does, I kind of do want to align it more towards your friends. Uh, your family is, I guess your family would be considered a teammate if you have a business and they're working for you or you're trying to do something with your family. Family members, I guess, could be a teammate as well. But you, you got to understand that those people can also hurt you in the sense of like mindset. Um, and it's happened to me a couple times where, I, you know, even when I was trying to do this insurance stuff, this is a good example for you. I was trying to do this insurance stuff and I knew it was a good example or a good opportunity to probably pursue. And my the whole entire time, my mom and my mom is obviously she cares and she's thinking to herself, well, what if you don't make, you know, it's straight commission. She was like, what if you don't make any money and you're not gonna be able to pay your bills? And and stuff like that. So she's more worried about the financial back end of it. Like, what if you can't sell anything in the beginning, and you're you're gonna lose all this money? You're gonna do all this. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm already basically at that point. I pay my bills, and at the same point, the worst that happens is they repossess. You know, I can't pay my car, and I'm like, this is the worst case that worst case scenario that's gonna happen. But I'm like, it's not gonna happen. Um, they repossess the car. They take away certain things that I'm making payments on or whatever, and I'm like you could always buy all that stuff back. I could always go buy another car with more money. I could always go and rebuild my credit with more money. Uh, everything is fixable. Uh, you know, it might take a little bit of time, but everything's fixable with more money and more and a little bit more time. So I'm like, it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, if I have to do that, I'm like, I'm, I'm basically already at that point. Marty, I'm, I'm already at that point where it's not really a risk. You think it's a risk because you're thinking about if you were in that situation and you have kids, and you have a mortgage and you have this and that, I don't have any of that stuff. So, sometimes you have to know when to to put yourself in the situation and understand why the other person's telling you that. That's a that's a that's a good one where it's, you know, teammates. That's my teammate. My mom's supposed to be my teammate. And she is my teammate, but the point being is sometimes your teammates can actually back or basically hurt you without them really understanding that they're hurting you or they, they think they're helping you but they're really not helping you. And they're actually putting you in reverse. It's almost like you you got your foot on the gas, and they're, and they're slamming their foot right next to you on the brake. And so the car is not really moving anywhere. You're just breaking the car. And that's kind of, you know, that's a, you know, and I still, you know, I'm still kind of working on her with all this stuff. But, um, and she's coming around, which, you know, she, she'll come around, like fully. <laughs> I, I know for a fact. But um, but it's a risk that you got to take, right? So that's kind of something that I've been doing where I'm trying to take the risk. I'm like, okay. Um, you know, I got to take more risks. Life is risky. Life is not a, you're not supposed to play life safe. I don't know why a lot of people think you're supposed to play life safe. You're not supposed to play life safe. The, the people that play life safe are the broke people and the people that have nothing. Cause all they did was, I'm not going to take the risk or the opportunity because I'm going to lose everything. So they play it behind. Um, and at the same time, the people that play a more riskier riskier game of life, this is actually a speech I actually want to give uh, on um, the game of life. And it's the board game of life where you spin the wheel and then you move players and then you start picking up cards and you build a family and you build the uh, business and stuff like that. And if you play that game too safe, you normally lose the game. But if you play it more risky, you tend to you have a better chance of winning the game. And that board game is basically – that's why it's called the game of life because it's, it's literally sh- – the more riskier route is normally the better way to go than the safer route. The, the riskier person is getting the kids and you're playing the safe route and you don't have any kids. You're, you know what I mean? So that, that's kind of, uh, it's actually a speech I really want to give where it's going to talk about the, the board game of life and how it's going to implement it into other people's lives. That's, that, that one would be a really cool one because people are going to be like, damn, like that was pretty interesting. And at the same time, they're going to be like, it's kind of, it's kind of creative, it's kind of a creative, you know, creative speech and idea. So that's uh that's teammates can hurt you too. Now next one, and then we'll wrap this up. So the second topic that I'm going to talk about is where who you are on your sleeve. Now this one I'll get it a little bit more into detail, but um, I came up with this one because I was thinking to myself, uh, you know, I gave a speech at Toastmasters, which was the myths about equality, and I was listening to a to a, a youtube video and i don't remember who it was but they were talking about how a lot of people try to be like everyone else and they don't really tend to be themselves or they have someone they look up to a lot and they tend to be so much like that other person that they actually hate who they become because it's not who they are it's not really who they are they're just basically taking things from other people and completely trying to go down the same path Now, I, I people can debate with me that but i you know and to a certain extent, I kind of do that. My, my big role model really is Grant Cardone. So a lot of the things that I do, do kind of replicate a little bit of what he's doing, like trying to get more into real estate. I'm trying to get more into sales. I'm trying to get more into public speaking. Um, and basically just self-improve and, do, and get my money right and do different things. And I talk a lot about money and, and stuff. I, um, I am my own individual person. Like if you took me and put me next to Grant Cardone, and just, just like a guest do like a web base or whatever. But see, there's a lot of similarities. Like I do, and the reason I gravitated towards Grant Cardone in the beginning was because my personality did match Grant Cardone's. Like all the stuff that he was talking about was things I wanted to learn. All the things that he was doing was things I kind of wanted to get into. Uh, some of it kind of just found me as I was listening more about him and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, all right, he's doing this. He's making money over here. He's doing this. And you know, I I thought about a lot of the stuff. I didn't just really jump into a lot of the stuff. I kind of thought about it. A lot of like the Toastmasters and public speaking, I kind of just thought I sat on it for a little while and I just thought about it. I'm like, you know, it's something that I really need to, it's a skill, it's a trade. I need to do this. And if I'm going to be someone that's different, I got to do things that famous people are doing or the the people that are actually making a lot of money and are successful are doing that the average people are not doing. And part of that was speaking in front of crowds and audiences and stuff like that. So kind of why I started doing toastmasters and public speaking more. Another thing that I realized with him was he set he set um his own network up and he was doing his own podcast networking and and that was getting him a lot of publicity. And now what he's doing which is pretty pretty cool is he's traveling across different countries and he's just doing multiple podcasts. So if you search his name you'll just see him on a bunch of different random people's podcasts right now, which is pretty interesting where He's um, he, he's just talking about himself on different podcasts. So it's kind of funny, um, but he's doing that for more exposure. He's trying to grow his audience. He's trying to get more. He's trying to be more present uh, to the eye, basically, like people that are on the internet. He's trying to get more aware, more aware awareness to his brand himself. So it's kind of interesting. It really is when you look at things. But so that's why I kind of you know I tend to you know if you put us together you'd see a similarities but you'd also see a lot of differences like I don't really I don't really punch as hard as he punches when it comes to different things like when I do my speeches it's more I kind of gravitate you into it I, I mean I hit you with the truth like don't get me wrong I do hit you with the truth but what I do is I try to gravitate you and he doesn't really gravitate he just hits he punches I, I don't do that it's just really not my style and I, and to me I know if I punch 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 uh, people are going to react and they're going to punch, punch, punch back. So I, I know if I gravitate them in, they're more likely to kind of understand and, and want to listen to what I'm saying. It's more interesting. It's more, I think, to people. So that's why, that's my style of it. But anyways, that's, uh. so to get back to the topic, because I kind of did drift a little bit, but wear who you are on your sleeve. I tend, and this is something I've been doing for months now is I, I don't, I'm not a fake person. When I talk to you, if I, if you're at the job that I'm working at right now or you're a friend of mine or you're a family member or you're someone that just comes to Toastmasters and, and meets me as an individual or watch watch me do a speech and then talk to me after, I do, it's, they're, not, they're not separate individuals. Like you'll see like I'm pretty consistent on who I am. You'll see easily who I am by just talking to me. Even if you're listening to goals and up, nothing changes. Like my personality doesn't change. Uh, I'm still the same individual. I still preach the same. I mean, I'm saying preach, but I basically, you know, I did, it's basically is preaching. But I preach the same way. I if if I was talking to my friend or I, you know, I'd give the same information. If I was talking to my friend or a family member, I'd be talking about the same stuff that I'm talking to you right now. Um, I'd give them the same exact advice. I'd same you know this. We'd be talking about the same type of stuff. If they asked me a question or they wanted a little bit of advice, I'd be giving them the same thing. So it's something where. I don't change. Like I'm not, my, my personality doesn't change because I'm doing something different. I wear who I am on my sleeve. And I think that's really what's got my foot in the door with a lot of different things because I've been trying to shape my personality to the point where um, I like myself. So that's the big difference. Here's the big, 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 big key difference. I'll give you some examples in a minute. But here's the big difference. A lot of people are trying to please other people. I'm not... I'm not here trying to please people. I'm here because I'm happy with who I am. So that's why when I come up here and I do the updates, I don't care if I'm sharing different things with you. Like, oh, uh, I'm sharing some information about my business. Uh, um, you know, I I failed and I told you that I failed and I did this bad, but I can redo it and do this differently. The reason I can talk about my updates and my goals is because I'm not embarrassed of it because I like who I am. I like who I'm seeing the reflection back at. So. That's the big key. Is a lot of people aren't are looking at themselves and and are people aren't really happy with them. So they don't wear themselves on their sleeve. They try to fake fake themselves basically to other people. And I don't do that. I just tell you how it is. I'm very very honest. Um, I try not to. You know, I try not to really. I, I mean, I punch people in the sense of like common sense and logic. I mean. I just hit people with logic all the time that people tell me something and I just tell them straight up the logic and the logic doesn't make sense in that. This is more logical. And I tell them the truth, but I never, I don't try to fight people. I don't try to force my, you know, I don't try to force myself on people like my ideologies and stuff like that. And my beliefs, I just tell people like, look, like, I understand where you're coming from with that, but this is kind of how I'm looking at it. And this, this is what I believe. I don't really believe in that. And this is why. And it might not work for you. Maybe something else will work for you. And um, I understand, you know, take what I'm telling you seriously or take it and implement it in your own life or whatever. But I, uh, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to tell you the truth. I do this on the phones, by the way, all the time. I, I hit people with logic. I had this this lady call me today. Here's one of your examples. I um, have this, I, I've been doing the switchboard at the, the job I'm working at right now, the, the warranty company. I, I got a different a little, I stepped up to the plate and took a role where I'm kind of like almost like an assistant and I, um, I have to answer the phone. So this lady called and she's basically like, Hey, I'm looking for Polly. Okay. Like, do you have an extension for Polly? No, I don't have that. Do you have a last name for Polly so I can look her up? No, I don't have that. So I'm like, all right, well, let me try to see if I can find Polly in my records. I look up Polly through the records and there's one, one Polly that comes up. Now the person that comes up, is not a uh, is not a, um, it, there's no extension. And I think the person that came up was the person I work with, which they're not supposed to get that anyways. So, and I think she was referring, cause it made sense once I started talking to her. So she was like, yeah, she signed her name Polly on here. And I think what she was referring to was when we do emails, we just put her, you know, put our first names on there. So she, um, so she's basically looking for Polly and I'm like, I can't. So I go back to the call with her and I'm like, listen, I found a Polly, but there's no extension for her. And I'm like, I can't, I, so there's no way for me to directly transfer you to that person anyways. And as soon as I said that, she's like, so what you're basically saying is that you can't transfer me to some, for someone to help me. And I, and I'm like, I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I was going to say to you is I can't a customer service agent. And this is where I'm like basically getting, this is basically where I'm basically telling her the honest truth. Like as, as as honest as you can possibly get. And I'm like, listen, like I can't directly transfer you to that person, but this is what I can do for you. I can transfer you to customer service and they can better assist you and, we'll, and they can basically move whatever you need to get done and look up your account and move that forward. I'm like, but I can transfer you to that person. I'm like, but I can't transfer you to Polly. And she was kind of getting like pissed and she was like, well, I don't understand why she would put her name Polly on here through an email, but I can't reach her. And I'm like, well, listen, like, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, but this is all I can do for you. I can just transfer you. Like, that's all I am. She's, I'm like, I'm just the switchboard operator. I can't do anything. I can just transfer you to the customer service department. So she's like, all right, whatever, transfer me there, right? So what I basically did was I just basically told her the truth. And that's, and that's me wearing, wearing what I'm doing on my sleeve. Like that's, that's just the personality. When I answer the phone calls, it's me, it's not the company, right? Even though I'm representing the company, I I talk like I talk to anyone. And I think that's what gets me so comfortable with myself to the point where I don't really care what the other person's going to say to me. If they're going to like try to tear me down, they're going to put criticism, um, hate Stuff like that, I don't care. I'm so comfortable with myself to the point that I like myself, and that's all that really matters. That I don't really care what that person thinks of me. Um, but you know, it, you know, I kind of, in a, a little bit of a sense, do. But in the same sense, I really don't. Like, I, I kind of don't really care if that person hates me, doesn't like me, thinks I'm stupid. Because in my mind, I know I'm not stupid. I'm probably just way smarter than the person that's telling me I'm stupid. The person that's only telling you that you're stupid is the stupid one. So, um, the point being is that you got to wear who you are in your sleeve, and um, there's no real way, I guess, to really prove this to you, but I'm telling you, that's how I get a lot of opportunities. I I wear who I am on my sleeve. I'm so happy with who I am that it shows. Uh, If you talked to me seven or eight years ago, I was not the person you're looking at right now. The only reason that is is because I looked at myself in the mirror and said, I don't like who I'm becoming. I need to somehow change it. And so I started changing myself when I started doing little things to change. And then little things turned into big things and then big things turned into like really massive things that most people are shocked when they hear that I'm doing it. So a lot of people don't even like, can't even believe that I'm doing a podcast and I'm on 112 episodes. I mean to that, like a lot of people are like, dude, like that, like a lot of people come to me like, dude, that's crazy. Like I, I can't even believe you're on 112 episodes, of goals and updates. And like, um, they're like, I couldn't even imagine doing that. So um, and I started a business and like, you know, this is part of the people, people like, to can't believe you started a business. Like you're doing this, like, can't believe you're doing that. Graduated college. I, I would have never imagined I would have graduated college. I mean, I was the type of kid where I, I flunked everything, barely graduated at 2.0 and I'm facing right now. And I have it, I have a two year, a, you know, AA degree, you know, associates in art. So, you know, anything's possible. Now, obviously, I'm not a big fan of college, but it's a whole different story. But, um, you know, things that people told me were impossible, I did. People, you know, and things that I thought to myself were impossible, I did. So, uh, you know, that's kind of what changed me and doing a lot of things that made me uncomfortable. So a lot of that stuff made me who I am in front of you right now. And I just wear that, I wear who I am on my sleeve all the time, all the time. So... You know, and, and I'm going to give you some examples real quick. That was one that I wanted to give you, which uh, you know was an okay example. I don't think it was my best, but the best one I can give you, which I know is because I wear myself. You know, I wear who I am on my sleeve. Is um, I started out working at Savology, which was my first ever real job that I ever worked, and I met the first person I got to meet there was obviously the manager at the time. It was not Stella; it was this guy named Dave, and so. Um, it takes me to the back. And the second person I met was my my best friend, Jimmy. And he was the cook back there. Now, you know, fast forward like 10, you know, maybe way more than that. Like 12, 12 years or 13 years later, um, now I'm friends with his whole entire family. His whole his, I'm friends with everyone within his family. All right? I'm friends with him. I'm friends with his brother, Costa. I'm friends with his other brother, Jonathan, which is now, now giving me an opportunity to put them in sales. And get a better opportunity and work. I'm friends with their, uh, at the time, you know, later on, her, his sister was working there and is now a full, was a full-time manager over there, but was my manager, my my second manager and became really good friends with her, right? I um, became friends with their sister and then so on and so on and so on. Their mom and their dad and people that are internally in their family to the point where You know, like all these opportunities are happening because of two people I met at one job. And the reason that all continued was because I wear who I am on my sleeve. Those opportunities started presenting to me because over time I wore who I was on my sleeve and I wasn't a fake person to these people. I just, I I just, I just didn't, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't cater to them in a sense of like, obviously all their personalities are different. They're all different individuals. If I had to describe each one to you, I mean, they're all, I'm telling you, they're all pretty different. But um, I, I, I didn't change who I was around them. They just accepted me for who I was. And I think it's because when I went to that person, I didn't change for the next person. Now, obviously, I talk about different things with the different people within their family. Um, you know, I talk to Jimmy about different things than I do with Costa sometimes. Just because their personalities are different, so I kind of tend to gravitate more towards different topics with them. But um, and Jonathan, I talk a lot about sales with because obviously he's in health insurance. and I talk to Costa a lot about motivational videos and stuff like that, and like in the mindset because he's he's more into the mindset and like and stuff. I do the same thing with Jonathan, but and Jimmy, I talk about completely different stuff with Jimmy. Um, but and I do you know Stella? You know Stella's more into like the you know, she likes to go- gossip and talk about different people and different things that are going on in other people's lives. And, um, and I normally do that with her. So it's all different, right? But the point being is I made these connections through two people. Really, I think, yeah, I guess two people because I met the two people at the same time. But now I know their whole entire family. And it's because I, I wore who I am on my sleeve. And now they're trying to and meet more of their you know, external family. So and that's a cool that's a cool thing to really have because I don't think a lot of people have that I don't think a lot of people really have um, they don't keep ties a lot of people break a lot of the ties and now unfortunately there's really nothing you can do with certain people because you're gonna you're gonna drift away from certain people now um, I've tried to reach out to other people and they didn't really reply back to me they didn't really care too much for me uh, you know but I um and and it's unfortunate because those connections that I had back then would be really cool to 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 continue and, and create new things out of it and maybe even help them in certain ways and help and They can help me in certain ways. But unfortunately you can't keep every connection. But the point being is if you wear who you are on your sleeve, the opportunities present themselves. And if you're comfortable with who you are, other people will be confident and comfortable with who you are. They'll accept you more. And I think it becomes, it's almost like a selling technique. Uh, now I talk a lot about selling because uh, selling really is everything like so you do a lot of the selling techniques are things that that you do every single day so um, what I kind of mean by this is uh, if, if you're comfortable and, and you're confident other people are comfortable and confident around you because they don't have to step on eggshells to get around you they, they, they just being themselves around you so I think that's really what it comes down to so um, that's probably the best example I can give you. And that's gonna be where who you are on your sleeve. That's gonna be the last topic I talk about. And real quick, we'll wrap up everything. And we'll wrap up episode 112, and I'll let you go back to your day. And um, so at the end of this, what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna refer back to what's on this board. So if you wanna listen, if you're someone that doesn't have the hour and a half, because I tend to do these episodes you know, an hour and a half, you can listen to it on the mobile device, or even in the car, all you have to do is go to goalsandupdates.podbean.com, go on the website, and you press the episode you want. The other thing, too, is you can get the mobile app, and that would probably be way easier for you just get in the mobile app and then just go on there. Uh, the second thing on there and the last thing I'm going to talk about is the Patreon support, which is patreon.com slash goalsandupdates, and the membership I have on there a dollar. So like I said, I, I pitch this a lot. It's, it's less than a cup of coffee. Now of you, you're you're probably thinking, well, what's a dollar really gonna do to goals and updates? If you donate a dollar, the person donates a dollar, the person behind them donates a dollar, and so on and so on. It, you know, anything helps at this point because I'm basically everything you see on here, the board, the mic, the the stuff that you can't see, the computer, um, you know, everything that you really can't see behind the scenes, I pay for. So the website, I, I you know, they, they charge me to to host that site, the website. Um, I'm gonna have to hire my friend to do some work for me. So there's things where, and I want to update the the scenery. I want to update the equipment, maybe. Uh, obviously the mics are fine, but I would really like to maybe get away from using the computer and actually use something that's more high def, def you know, high def or HD definition. I should probably say more higher quality. I want to get towards. So all this stuff costs money. So right now, you know, I'm working. Uh, now, I'm trying to get into sales, so I'm sure money's gonna be a little better because it's not a steady stream of income. It's gonna be probably up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, but it also gives me an opportunity to make way more money than what I'm making. So it's also a plus plus. But I'm gonna be doing that on top of done deal investments and on top of doing goals and updates. So a lot of my money gets distributed and it kind of, you know, I kind of strain the money a little bit. So I don't really have a lot of money to really do goals and updates too much. I mean, right now it's fine because. Pretty much have everything. I would obviously love to upgrade and do different things. That's where the membership would come in, where you're going to help, you know, help, help help me basically build up goals and updates to be a way better podcast platform than what it is right now. So that's something that's really interesting and cool. You can help out. Like I said, it's less than a cup of coffee. It's a dollar. I'm going to try to get you more memberships. I just right now, I just you know, it's thing that I, I can do right now, um, or last thing that's on my mind right now. But it, it's a dollar membership. So it's one dollar. I think the cheapest cup of coffee you can get is Dunkin' Donuts for about a dollar twenty-five or a dollar fourteen. So, I mean, it's less than a cup of coffee a month. A month, guys. It's not like you're paying every week or every two weeks. It's every month you're paying a dollar. So it's, it's 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 really cool. It's a cool system. So definitely go show some support on that. Um, if you want to be a guest on goals and updates, reach out to me any way that you feel comfortable. Either on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I don't really go on Twitter. I'm gonna be honest with you. There's some accounts where I think I'm gonna down uh and just focus on certain platforms because right now i'm saturated on different platforms and i don't i really just don't have the time to really get to all of them so i kind of want to narrow down certain things i think i'm going to downsize on social media platforms and stuff but um you want to be a co-host and come on here we can talk about whatever you want politics money uh jobs um anything you want to talk about i'm down to talk about all right, so even if I don't really know too much about it, it gives you more of, it's actually cooler because you'll, you'll help me learn as we're educating people on, on the audience. So it's, I even welcome that too. I actually welcome that more, talking about something that I'm maybe not too sure about, but I can help guide you in the conversation and you can basically educate me and educate other people on that I don't really know too much about. So if you want to do that, reach out to me. Um, again, this has been episode 112 of Goals and Updates. My name is Tyler Dunn who's been hosting and uh, reach out to me. I definitely want to hear from everyone. So thank you so much for tuning in. Peace. I want to thank you personally for checking out our free content with over 10,000 hours of free content. Show us some support on whatever platform you are on by hitting a like button, commenting, or by sharing the podcast. Help us out by being a Patreon member at www.patreon.com slash goals and updates.